0: Amethysts of the morning? Uh, no thanks. Emeralds at noon? What, in this economy? The less said about sapphires of the evening, the better. But wait! Today, uncheck yourself. Diamonds of the night. You're a discerning individual, a person of taste. That's why I'm recommending The Great Courses to you. Take Salad, a cool, crisp salad with apples, walnuts, and blue cheese, surely one of the great courses. And, of course, we have to include the entree. Why not a julienne confit of reduction served for the demi-plié of, John, John, what is this? Why, it's David Great hyphen courses. President and CEO of The Great Courses. What are you doing here? John, yes, thank you. Thank you. But this is the real one we're talking about. What is this salad talk? Oh, I see how you'd be confused. Yes, naturally. What, what I'm offering listeners here is a chance to subscribe to The Great Courses, a series of lectures about food that really... John, this is an outrage. This is pure applesauce and argle-bargle. It can't be abode. Abode? Abided. Whatever, listen, John, baby, I love you, but I'm going to have to kill you. David, great hyphen courses. No, no. I'm sorry you had to hear that, everyone, but listen while I have your ear. Did you ever want to hear the ghost of Stravinsky talking about what a riot it was to write the Rite of Spring? No? Oh, go to hell. All right. Welcome to the fourth episode of Check Yourself, a limited series devoted to the glories And anti-glories of Czech films. Uh, So look, for the first episode, I was solo, right? The second episode featured Matthew, who's a great guy and all, but he's lived in England for a long time. And a lot of listeners advised that it was difficult to understand him through the accent and all the Anglicisms. Like, what's a Knickerbocker glory anyway, right? So last episode, my friend Esther joined us, um, and she'd be the first to tell you that she's a red-blooded American. But... I don't think I'm telling you tales out of school by letting you know that she is female. And that led us down some rabbit holes. Kept bringing up stuff like Marie Kondo and hot yoga. So it's a real pleasure today to have with me here a fellow American male. Uh, please introduce yourself.
1: Uh, hi, my name is Bob. Um, yeah, I totally get where those uh, rabbit holes came from with Esther. It's, that's something I have to deal with on a daily basis. That's right. <clears throat> you, you know her intimately. Well, I wasn't going to go into that, but. um, (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: good. So, yeah, so you are here uh, today to talk about Diamonds of the Night. Um, But before that, I thought we could maybe touch briefly on Valerie and her Week of Wonders. I forgot to rate that last time. I'd probably give it two forest beds out of five. Um, Bob, I understand that you watched it, too, or part of it. You were a big fan, right?
1: Well, um, let me tell you about that. I, I did watch it. I, I happened to be in the room when it was on. Um, after checking my drink several times to see if I was drugged, I believe, <laughs> I believe the, the statement I said most often was, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. What is going on here? Um, yeah. this is I, I, just, I described it, um, I think, to you at one point as uh, it felt like somebody wrote the story parsed it out gave each chapter or scene to a different director and then had them film it out of order and <laughs> gave all those pieces to an editor who had no idea what the story was
0: yeah yeah <laughs> i that's i think that that's pretty fair actually it's it's funny, <laughs> it's funny to me, the amount of love i've seen online for this movie um and i don't get it i don't know if people like the fact that it's crazy or what but
1: well, I told you I uh, I uh, had a conversation on Facebook with a with an author who will remain unnamed, but uh, he was disappointed that I didn't like it. He 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 put a post out about you know tell me a movie that you only like if you're high or drunk, and that was my choice, and uh, he wasn't happy about that. He said he really enjoyed it, and I yeah. asked him how high he was when he watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and this
0: is this is a writer you respect, right? And,
1: and, oh yeah, and- absolutely, absolutely. I yeah. think he's fantastic, and uh, you know it is right up his alley with with the kind of things he he likes. So. You know, that's fine uh, to each their own. Maybe I'm missing something.
0: Yeah. If you like Randy Priest and, and Young Girls, I guess uh, that's the film for you.
1: Or go to church. Or go to church. Either way.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So, so let's launch into it. I thought we could, we could first have our, our first segment um, a little something we like to call check honored or check bounced. So Bob and I both have before us, in a figurative sense, um, plates of trout schnitzel. Now mm. yeah. I've had pork schnitzel before, but this is a new one for me. You take trout, you cover it in flour and breadcrumbs and fry it, and you have it with some potato salad. It's usually eaten around Christmas time. Also, side side conversation or side issue, but common Czech traditions around Christmas include all these are true. Um buying a carp and keeping it alive in your bathtub for weeks until <laughs> it's time to cook it. Um which sort of brings up the issue of where do they bathe in the meantime, Bob? Any thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I don't know, but it just keeps going through my head as, "Hey kids, the Christmas carp." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, the
0: carp is here.
1: I, I think we have a uh, cartoon masterpiece on our hands here.
0: <laughs> um, on December twenty fourth, local channels show fairy tales all day long, which I think sounds pretty pretty great.
1: Oh, I'm down for that.
0: Um, single ladies throw shoes over their shoulders, and if the shoe lands pointing toward a house, that means they're going to get engaged soon.
1: Wow! Um, From somebody in that house, or just if it I if it points at any house?
0: Yeah, I don't know, because that it seems like it'd really be limiting yourself to the houses within view, right?
1: Yeah. Huh? That's that's there, there's got to be some rules to that. That you can't just throw. You know, hey, it landed. It's pointing at a house. I mean. Depending on how, what kind of distance you're talking about, it'll always be pointing at a house. You can't not be pointing at a house anywhere you look. You know. Yeah. So what? What are the distance regulations on this? These these are
0: getting married no matter what. I guess. That's
1: right. See, (laughs) win-win.
0: So, all right. So, trout schnitzel. So neither of us have any, so we have to imagine it. I like pork schnitzel. I imagine I'd like this. So for me, I'm going to say this is a big check. Honored.
1: You. I'm going to go with uh, a half and half because you said it has to go along with potato salad. And I just, I, I can't, uh, I can't do that. I'll, I'll take the Charles schnitzel. I'll give that a, a check honored. Uh, I'm going right. to, I'm going to check bounce on the potato salad.
0: Sounds good. And hey, Merry Christmas to all our listeners.
1: Carl, so, the uh, Christmas, uh, what what was it in? A cod or what? Christmas carp. Carp, a Christmas, Christmas carp. Carl, song. the Christmas carp is waiting for you.
0: <laughs> That's going to be a big book. <laughs> um all right so time for the film and and yeah please interrupt me at any point bob and uh and uh interject as as often as you can absolutely so the film starts with what feels like to me like an endless title sequence um you can hear bells which is kind of nice although i'm not sure it's super relevant to the story it does
1: it does kind of set the tone though so i will admit at first i was like is this ever going to actually start um I was even checking to see if maybe I had started at the end. I wasn't sure what was going on, but if you notice throughout, it it carries on throughout with these long drawn out scenes. So it really sets the tone right off the beginning.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Um, And then the first shot we get is one of one of motion. It's black and white. Two young men are running. You see stumps of trees. Um, One of the men shakes off his coat, which at first I thought was so he could run faster. Although, we get some information later that makes me think otherwise. Um, we heard gunshots and someone's crying for the men to stop. And at this point, we don't know if they're escaped convicts or what.
1: Yeah, I was um, very lost at that to begin with. I had a, a few different scenarios in my head based on the uh, kind of the geography and the uh, kind of the look of the, the young men. Uh, I wasn't sure if we were going dystopian, um, wartime prisoner. It lends itself to a lot of possibilities there.
0: Which is not a bad way <clears throat> to open a movie, I guess.
1: Um, oh, not at all. There's
0: some intrigue in there. So we, the camera stays with them as they run into the woods. There are long shots. There's not a lot of dialogue. That's pretty true throughout, um, but especially in the beginning, it could almost be a silent film. And as I was watching that, I was reminded the, of the beginning of "There Will Be Blood," the Paul Thomas Anderson movie, mm. because that also has a very long, extended, almost silent segment at the front and uh but that movie is a lot more almost kubrickian composed shots and tight editing with this this seemed like a much looser style to me
1: yes it was um an interesting style actually i kept questioning myself whether it was um what i want to say flawed or mm-hmm. intentional honestly i, I was uh, like in, in the beginning i was kind of questioning how much of this was absolutely intentional and i guess we'll we'll get to that
0: yeah that's a great point you, you know it are, are they doing this because they're limited to this or or they can do a lot and they choose to do this um it's a good question to keep in mind as you watch it i think so the men are pretty clearly exhausted they lie down at one point um ants swarm on one of the man's hands and for a second, I wondered if he was dead, but no, he was just tired. He shakes off the ants. I don't know if he felt the same way.
1: I did, and actually. That's a repetitive um, instance. It was a couple times through there, and uh, yeah, that that was um, kind of horrifying, actually.
0: Yeah, I felt so too. Um, so now we get a shot of a train, and this was kind of startling to me. We had heard some train sounds distantly earlier, but until now, the camera was real close to these guys, and all of a sudden, we're in a. I think we have a static image of a train um we go back to the woods the men come to a stream they drink one of them kind of brings his head down to the water like he's lying down like an animal (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's another cut to a train this is now it's an interior shot and there's a man wearing a coat with kl written on it um kl is an abbreviation it refers to a nazi concentration camp and suddenly we know more about what train they were on and why they why they escaped
1: And I have to admit, I started to Google that because I assumed that's what it was, but I didn't know that for a fact. So that did uh, illuminate, but it did uh, force me to run to the Google gods to make sure.
0: Yep. Same here. Same here. Um, So the men continue to walk and continue to say nothing. And this is a choice that the filmmakers made, right? They could have filled these scenes with dialogue and sort of a question I have is why didn't they do that? I don't know if you have any thoughts on
1: that. I do actually. um, And I'm trying not to get ahead of our, of our continuing conversation with this, but I really feel that, like I said, my, my initial thought was what the hell's going on here? But I feel that that, that long silence and those long drawn out scenes force the viewer into the head of that character. You're, you're as close to possible uh, to experiencing what they're going through right there yeah
0: yep. Um, so we get we get memories from the train. This, now they're being intercut more frequently, and one of them, one of the the men eats I think what happens is is one of them trades food for a boot, basically. Um, so he tries on this guy's boot. There are old men around saying nothing. For back to the woods, the men talk a little bit and sleep, and there are images from the past that flicker through their heads they're walking the next morning. One of them is using a stick now. Um, and at one point in this Rocky field, one of the men just sits down, he's he's giving up. He sees these ants and he, he imagines them swarming over his face over one eye in particular, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really what it was horrifying. And, uh, like I said, there was kind of that continuing, is he dead? Is he giving up? You know what's going on there? Um, to back up just a little bit there, I didn't make a note yeah. of that That crazy. You mentioned the, the rocky landscape. That was the strangest uh, woody, rubbled landscape that I've ever seen. They're in deep, you know, fairy tale forest. And then suddenly they're like on the surface of the moon, kind of rock slide, yeah. weird. That was the strangest transition in, in geography I've ever seen. Um, yeah, that's a great
0: point. I almost wonder, you know, could it be rubble from a battlefield or is it just... Some rocky area. Yeah, it
1: looked like something out of a mine or a, a landslide of some sort. It was, it was, in some ways, very random, but in other ways, quite uniform. It was very strange. Um,
0: it was very strange. Yeah.
1: I did find uh, some of the imagery, the, the flashing imagery they kept flying, uh, going back to uh, between their, their running through the woods. Interesting. Uh, at one point, he was riding a train and looking out in the city. And passing mm-hmm. people by, and passing people by, and there was a a little little known fact in this. Let's, let's see if you knew this. There was one point when they passed by a street, and there's a little boy bouncing a basketball. And if you didn't know, that little boy grew up to be Larry Bird. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? <laughs> no, no, not really. But I wondered. You know, <laughs> it would have made the story that much that much more interesting. So, uh, but yeah, I think <laughs> at, at one point he stops and eats pine cones for a while, and yeah, uh, and then. I was starting to wonder if that's where the imagery was coming from because he ate the pine cone and then he was having these visions and I thought wow what kind of pine cone is that that's that's something we need to get a hold of but yeah so anyway back to the rubble landscape
0: yeah and that that incredible image of the the ants on the face oh, yeah that to me was the most powerful shot in the film um and it, it is really interesting the way that the movie the movie does not signal to the viewer very readily hey, this is now a dream or a fantasy or this is now a memory. Yeah, not at or all. Or this is a fear. And in times, there were yeah. even
1: times when he would he would have that same vision over and over again, like almost like he was... Uh, it was the way he was considering his actions and the way, you know, with the ants, he was going to give up. He was going to give up. He was going to lay down. He was going to stay yeah. there. And then he saw that vision and that prompted him not to. And and it was almost like that decision-making process, again, bringing the viewer along with the uh, the characters. Which...
0: I had to think it's hard to do. It's hard to, you know, in, in a traditional movie, they might have a different color scheme for those thoughts or some sort of way to signal that this is not actually happening. Right. Um, but this film, I, I think it does give the viewer that respect to, to sort of be able to follow along. And somehow the viewer mostly is able to, I think, or
1: I, I think, especially for, early. Yeah. On. I think for the most part, you, yeah, you, you do. Um, there are, I think, some undefined moments or, or some curious moments, but again, you're experiencing someone else's life and you're not going to know every bit. So it's just kind of, I think, a um, a, a, you know, a fulfilling or a coloring in of, of their world that, that you may not understand every angle of, but it still puts you in their head. Right.
0: Right. Um, so they come to a field, there's a woman walking across it. There's a man plowing who stops to eat a sandwich And we already know that the young men are pretty hungry. They've mentioned that Uh, one of the men follows the woman into her house and there's this great (laughs) dreamlike sequence or series of sequence. You Mm -hmm. mentioned before um, that sometimes these thoughts will happen multiple ways or multiple times. Yeah. And he imagines, you know, her seducing him. He imagines um, several times him killing her. She gives him bread saying nothing and he flees, but before he does, he imagines killing her
1: again. Yeah, again, it's that, I think that process of, um, you know, the decision-making on him, the, you know, what should I do? Should I, should I kill her so I can get whatever I want? Should I kill her so she doesn't turn me in? You know, I think yeah, that's...
0: Yeah, that's what I, was
1: I did find it funny that while they were at the farm, um, she was alerted to their presence by the barking of a dog that happened to be a German shepherd. Oh, oh yes. Saying. Interesting. Um,
0: so yep, they've got their their food. They eat. I think they've got one of them at least has bleeding gums. Um, yeah, I think
1: they both did. And he went back in for the milk because they couldn't, uh, you know, chew the the bread. It was too hard. And they were both had the the bleeding gums. And and uh, and then yeah, he put they spit the bread back out, and he goes back in to get some milk.
0: And that was believable to me, but it was also a strange choice because the the scene with the woman was so great, and then. There's almost this anti-climax where he goes back in and he gets yeah some, he
1: gets some yeah milk. she's gonna have to give me milk and then he's got milk right. okay I guess we can yeah. assume yep, the same thing that. went through his mind again but yeah it would have been kind of neat to see you know that that same process or maybe some intensification of of their their uh, I say uh, altercations coming in my head but that's not what I'm looking at but uh, you know some some in, more intense uh, interaction between the two.
0: they don't so so we're sort of back they're walking still um and then relatively soon there's a there's a we see a hunting party that's made up of these these sort of semi-decrepit old men (laughs) um and i thought it was kind of comical that that scene I, i wrote
1: down on my notes the most polite old man bicycle army ever I mean, one of them's dragging a bicycle up the side of the mountain. They're all, yeah. they're all complimenting each other on how well they shoot, even though they're missing with every shot, they're helping each <laughs> other along. It was just the most polite little army you've ever seen.
0: And they, they are, yeah, they're, they're, they're struggling. <laughs> um, one of the guys gun breaks at some point. Yes. Some yes.
1: <laughs> and he even said, it's kaput. Uh, <laughs> it's <complete.
0: laughs> and, and they're hunting for these young men and, uh, the young men reach, reach a road and w- what is i think a a great moment um they almost climb onto the this passing truck but the one with the bad leg can't make it the other stays back with him but i think he's infuriated
1: well um, i think he is too so he yeah, goes, i think uh yeah i think that that tied back and he kept the one with the bad leg kept taking the shoes off Some obviously the shoes were hurting his feet and that ties back into the scene you mentioned on the train when they traded food for shoes. And I'm not sure it was a, exactly a trade because there was one remembrance. It, it kind of showed it from a different angle. And who I consider the main character, the one you were in the head with the most, not the, the bad foot guy, mm-hmm. reaches out and snatches that food out of the other guy's coat. And the other guy sits there and watches him eat yes. it for a minute and then just turns around and takes his shoes. So I'm not sure it was like a... Let's work this out thing. I think it was more of a I've got this. And he's like, well, if you got that, I've got these. But because he stole his shoes, I don't think they fit right. They hurt his feet. And that's what held him back. And that's where I think some of that animosity came from. He's like, I just gave up my chance at freedom because you are, you know, injured because you stole my shoes.
0: (laughs) Right. That's a great point. Um, Yeah, I guess I don't know for sure. It, It might be that they... I, I sort of, he definitely does seize that food and eat it really quickly, but I, I, I saw that more as just desperation from
1: hunger, yes. but you might be right. Well, yeah, no, I i mean, he, <clears throat> they, they did, obviously didn't, like, fight over it. The guy didn't try to take it back, but it didn't look like a real amicable trade either. <laughs> That's true. Um,
0: so, yep, they get captured. And then, so, so they're waiting on their fate while the old men are drinking <laughs> beer, eating food, dancing and singing.
1: <laughs> to
0: me, this, this is the only scene in the film where I, I was tempted to look at my watch um, or even fast forward. I don't know about you, but it felt real long. It
1: did. And, and again, I, I think, and I'm certainly not justifying because I also was like, okay, let's get this over with. But I think it was attempt to get you into the head of them sitting there waiting for God knows how long for their fate they have no idea how long they're going to be there they have no idea what's coming they're starving and these old men are the loudest nastiest eaters i have ever heard (laughs) in my life just lip smacking away as they're eating everything and i did find it weird they had communal beers did you notice that yeah
0: real big communal. yeah
1: they would take a drink and they'd set it down and then they would they would gesture to everyone who who's next And I'm thinking, not after you just drank it with your big-ass nasty mustache all dipping in it.
0: Yeah, that's got to be pre-COVID-19. Oh, yes, that
1: may even be the cause of it right there. (laughs) Also, that was the worst song Um, ever by that drunken grandpa. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I said it was... uh, I I asked if they were captured by the dementia division, first of all. And uh, I said it wasn't like... uh, Let's see where I've got... Oh, he, he sang two songs. And after the second one, I said, it's kind of like the opposite of kids, Bob. I like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <it's> an, <laughs> I wonder how they approach those actors, you know, because the care, those characters they play are sort of ridiculous. And I'm not clearly I'm not convinced
1: behind. they were actors. <laughs> I think Maybe they just not. said, hey, guys, we're doing this thing up here. Why don't you come? Uh, we'll have some food and some drink and see what happens. And We'll yeah. It will give us a beer.
0: <laughs> I like it. Um, so, so, to me, the, the ending of the film gets a little bit more difficult to comprehend, or at least it was for me. Um, there are various various transitions between what's happening and what they imagine happen, could happen, that sort of thing, or memories. Um, the, the young men are told that their fate's going to be decided, I think it was by a magistrate. Yeah. Then they're outside, and the old men are a firing squad. They've got their guns trained on the the young men. Somebody calls out fire, but no one does, or they all miss. And the young men just walk on. Do they, though? And uh, did they? Yeah. Or did they die? Because there's one shot where they're they're lying on the ground and they look dead,
1: right? Yeah. And it is, I think, somewhat vague. Um, I took it personally. Again, this is after one watch. Um, I took it personally because at one point the boy turns around and he says, I speak German just out of, out of the blue. And then suddenly he's got mm-hmm. a one-on-one private audience with the, the head of the geezer patrol there. And I don't see that being realistic to the way they were being held. So I'm wondering if he is, you know, imagining forms of escape because, and I could be reaching here, but a lot of the imagery during that, a lot of the, the flickering imagery from that is doors and doorknobs. And I'm like... What yes. is this 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 is is this doors to escape or is this doors to safety?
0: That's really interesting. I think that you could make the point yeah that they're that they that they do get um that they i I think
1: out. so I think a lot of the the escapism is his dreaming his imagining his because if you notice too when they're walking away, they're quite casual about it. The guys are in the background saying, yes. ready aim fire." And they're just wandering away. Like they're going to walk off in the woods. And I think maybe he's put himself in a place of going, you know, they are going to miss or they're not going to shoot or, or all these things are going to happen and we're going to escape, but it doesn't, doesn't turn out that way. I don't believe.
0: I think you're right. That's interesting. You know, you know, it's interesting to to me to think about the fact that this was, this was shot less than 20 years after world war two ended Um. Which is about as recent as 9-11 is. Oh, fair, fair. You know, it's, it was so close in time and relatively close in time. And just coincidentally, we happen to be recording this on Memorial Day. Um, and I was thinking about it because it is, it is in a sense, a Holocaust movie. And... I think the only way that the Holocaust was able to happen is because people let themselves think that Jews weren't actually people. Right? That they were some sort of animal plague. Um, And there's there's always been this sort of tin hat or tinfoil hat kind of element to anti-Semitism. Even more so than with other types of racism. So, you know, people might say, oh, these people are lazy or these people don't take care of their kids or whatever. With Jews, they're like, okay, not only are they bad they poison wells or they bake bread with the blood of the pigs, <laughs> or they have that you know vast financial cabals running behind the scenes like there's a weird paranoia and and insanity behind that's too. a fair
1: point I, i've never thought of it that way but you're absolutely right
0: and it, i think that that ties into why people were allowed themselves to go along with the stuff um so you know when i think about the film and 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 whether the film worked for me. To me, just like the Nazis did, the, the film, not just like the Nazis did, a very different way, but there is some sort of dehumanization that takes place here too. Um, not for malicious reasons, but we don't learn a lot about the characters, not their names or pasts. We never learn about their hopes or their joys or their flaws. They just seem to be these machines for survival, right? right? Um, they just seem to be like, I'm like moving forward. I'm trying to. Well, I, I
1: remember even at one point I during, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but even at one point during the movie, no. I, I was watching them suffering and suffering and suffering. And, and I thought to myself, you know, at some point I think I would just rush this little geezer army and have them shoot me because what the fuck is the point at this point? I mean, the suffering does not end. Right. Yeah. And yeah,
0: I think you're absolutely right. Um, and I think that the suffering might've moved me even more than it did if there had been glimmers of hope at some point um, instead of this sort of slog. I think to, to me at least to, to truly care about what's happening to this characters I I have to know them to some extent. I, I felt like I never And did.
1: I think that's fair because for a while there um, I know we were seeing the one character running through the train and, and hanging out with some girl in the street and doing things like that but because he yeah, looks so different you know healthy and younger and, and whatnot I wasn't entirely sure that wasn't a different storyline that was going to meet up at some point or something along those lines. I, I, I assumed it was memories, but there was enough differentiation there that I thought, maybe there's something else happening here. Um, because, yeah, those two main characters that were following the whole time were just, I don't even know what you'd say, silhouettes. They, they, they weren't fully there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was so strange to see him with that girl yeah. and smiling
1: he did look yeah. like a different person. Yeah. By the end you kind of knew that, but but there were moments in the beginning where I wasn't sure that was one of them. I thought maybe one thing is going on in the city while they're escaping in the woods and and we were going to come together, but that's uh that's not the case. Yeah. You know, I think because of all the
0: walking, <laughs> um it kind of reminded me of Stephen King wrote um, this novella, The Long Walk. Oh yes. I've read which is, I I Absolutely. Loved it. Um so for readers who haven't read it or or listeners who haven't read it, it's this kind of twisted game show where you walk until you can't anymore. And if you stop, you get shot and the last one alive wins. And, and for me, it worked really well because he, he put me there in the protagonist's mind. Um, and I felt like I knew that person by the end. And I I think had the filmmakers done that here, it might've been even more powerful. Yeah, I
1: I would agree with that because there was no personal investment. Um, I think it was halfway through. Let me back this up. Halfway through, I think I even texted you and said, "John, what the fuck are you doing to me?" Um, because right. it didn't seem to be going anywhere. Just play. it was so it was artsy for art's sake. It was flashes of this and flashes of that that had no combining, you know, uh, justification for being there. But as it went along, I realized that I was, like I said, inside that character's head. That I was along for the ride however mm-hmm. I got to experience these things but they didn't matter to me right right
0: yeah it's, yeah, it's not like you know if they do die it's not like we lost yeah. Michael's we lost yeah. two guys but you know, who, who it just and guys. this
1: just kind of flitted through my head but maybe it's because of the vast numbers of nameless faceless people who went through that maybe that was a mm-hmm. You know, a representation of a multitude of deaths in in uh concentration camps and whatnot. Uh perhaps. You know, that might have been
0: it does yeah, it does seem like a deliberate choice, right? Because they could have had a lot more dialogue and these characters talking yeah. about their lives or whatever. And
1: even the pieces we saw with the girl and the and the doors and the train, none of that was ever connected to anything. So we saw that he had a life. We know that he was young and happy at some point. But it didn't didn't come together. So almost feels like maybe those disparate images were, you know, meant to reflect the multitude of, of backgrounds of, of a variety of, you know, you know uh, uh, anonymous people. I
0: think that I think you could make the point. I think there's a good chance that maybe they were trying for that. That let's let's leave this blank because. We're not talking about two individuals who died. We're talking about right. millions of right. people who were
1: killed. But yeah. that still, that still leaves us to the um, point where, like you said, you, you don't have that personal investment. So as a statement or a, an art installation, bravo. But as a, a film, like you said, it's, it's more of, that was very pretty. That was very powerful, but I wasn't really invested either. Yep, exactly. Yeah.
0: I felt, you know, there were striking moments. I thought the cinematography was yes. great a lot of the times. Um, I, I, I was impressed by the way that the film could transition between different states, but yeah, if the movie had let it stand a little bit more, I think I would have enjoyed it more. And so for me, I put it maybe two or three boots out of five boots. What oh, are we're four? going with the boots. Okay.
1: Um, let's see. I will give it out of five, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it a solid three. Like I said, it, it depends on what you want out of yeah. it, I think. Um, as a statement, as a piece of art, I think it was fantastic. If, you, if you're looking at just from that, I'd four, four and a half. Um, like I said, to sit through it or to tell someone to sit through it, mm, now we're probably down to two. So we're going to even it out at three.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, guys, listening, um, whether you agree or disagree, we'd love your feedback. Please send it to films at gmail.com. And, Bob, where can we find out some more of your of your stuff for viewers
1: listeners uh, 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 like
0: your voice like. might uh, uh, a little plug a little,
1: little self-promotion there. yeah you can go on uh <laughs> on amazon or audible and look up bob brill that's b-r-i-l-l and uh yeah i do some audiobook narration so there's there's a few of them out there everything from romance to horror to sports
0: perfect and you like me were a guest on uh you were probably a guest on all of the episodes of sometimes all i was of i was
1: um i had actually read that before uh, for the for the watchman um i read that before esther but she really uh delved into that way more than i did so yes i, I was uh, a guest on all the shows um not sure i was the most uh intelligent guest on all the shows but i was there <laughs> perfect
0: all right well Thanks for joining. appreciate you joining. And we'll be here. Sure. Why future.
1: not? I mean, if we're going to have more uh, trout schnitzel. Hey, sounds good. All right, I'll send
0: you some. <laughs> all right. That's it for this episode. Thanks as always for listening, everyone. And keep on checking. in. The... Check yourself.